Ladies and gentlemen, the sickos and the normies, let me welcome you back to the Landy Lodge, where today we have an incredible episode lined up for you with an incredible guest. But before we get into that and introduce this fine man, we have a few people we need to thank. The Sages of the Lodge, those monthly patrons who give as little as $1 a month to keep my nonsense going. So quickly, let's shout out Charlotte, Alex, Chris, Maria, Shane, David, Scott, Jillian, Corey, Twilight Blaze, Nick, Taborski, Kevin McBride, AJ, Michael, Andrew, Brendan, Gaseous Snake, Mookie, Orpheus, Joshua, Jordan, Corey, Axel, DJ, Brady, and Cosmic. And without further ado, let me introduce today's guest, Paul Castro Jr. Paul, dude, how you doing tonight, man? Hello, everybody! Hey. Paul Castro Jr. here. I was saying earlier how cozy I was here and grateful to be hanging out with you and, and everybody else. And uh, I'm excited to, to get right into it and have some fun and chat and do a little dance and make a little love for the, for the world, you know? And get, to, <laughs> and get down tonight. So, yeah. now let's get into it. You're, the games have stuck with you the most growing up. Lay it on us. Gosh, we're coming in hot. The I was such a gamer growing up. First game system, I believe, was Super NES, and I played every kind of... I think I played, like, every RPG available on the console. And Chrono really? Trigger. Chrono Trigger, for sure. Uh, Gaia was another game. Illusion of Gaia, sorry. Illusion of Gaia. Um, Final Fantasy uh, 3 or 6, depending okay. upon uh, which, which translation you're playing. Um... All of those kind of early Super Nintendo games. I mean, I obviously played like you know Donkey Kong Country, um, Super Mario RPG. That's another game that was Slept I was super on. obsessed with. Yes, yeah, so that's a that's a great RPG if you're looking for something to play that you've never played before. Um, uh, Final Fantasy. I mean, Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, Final Fantasy Seven, going up through PlayStation. Sweet Coden is one of my favorite games of all time. Legend of Lagaya, Legend of Mana, Tales of Symphonia, um, Lunar series. The list can go on and on. I'm a super huge uh, gamer, so I mean, if we want to point the, the 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 compass in a certain direction, we could dive as far as you want to go into the depths. Dude, I mean, uh, I'm happy to hear that there were a lot of RPGs on that list. Um, I, I'd have to ask you for a personal personal recommendation about uh, Tales of Mana. That's a game that's always been on my radar, but I never got into. Is it worth the dive today? I so I know I played the um, I played the remaster of it mm -hmm. as well, and it's very cool. It's a very unique uh, take on the game. Very. Uh, the combat's obviously way different, the animation, it's, but it's all kind of to scale. It's all the same, but it's done 3D, and it's done um, it, as a modern-day RPG presumably would be made. Uh, so it's it's a fun take on the game. I think it's really cool if you experience it in its original inception. It was one of the first game RPGs I remember playing because it had co-op availability. So I would I was watching one of my friends play when I was a kid who was much older than I, and he had all these games and was part of the reason why I got introduced to a lot of these things. And um, I would just play uh, as the, in, in the co-op version. And I think it's a it's a really fun. Uh, story. I don't think it's the best RPG I've ever played by any means, but it is a great RPG, um, and I think you would enjoy it today. I think it does. I think it does stand, and it standed so much they made a remaster of it or a remake, rather. So uh, that should hopefully be a testament to it. Fair enough. I mean, if a game stands the time well enough, it, it, in these days it ends up with its remaster, regardless. Um, <laughs> so I want to ask you. Obviously, you grew up. You were a big, big into video games. There's a lot of games that you got into. Did. I'm curious about your roadmap. Did you always know you'd end up here to where you're now voice acting in video games? Or is this something that kind of 
uh, revealed itself to you later in life. Okay. Do you want do you want the, the the long version or the short version? Give me the long version. Okay. Well, I'll, version. I'll try and make it as consistent as possible. To, 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 to quickly answer your question, heck to the no! Did I expect <laughs> to be doing what I am doing? Um, I was just talking to somebody the other day, and and I was telling them when I grew up. I didn't even know you could become an actor. I didn't know you could... I, I remember I was obsessed with movies, video games, TV. I was obsessed with entertainment, but it never kind of crossed my mind because I grew up in such a suburban uh, household where these things weren't... It, it did, I didn't know anybody who did anything other than your typical... Like, my dad was an HVAC and my mom was a dental assistant. That was like, you know, she, there was nothing... Mm-hmm. Um, she was a secretary, really, and, and, and it, it just didn't seem... Like I, that didn't seem like a career. They didn't offer that in school, like <laughs> act, like uh, voice acting for for sure. But in and even drama, the drama things, which I wasn't into at all when I was growing up, it didn't say like, oh, if you do drama in high school, that'll eventually lead you to doing uh, uh, movies, TV, video games, and, and all that. Mm-hmm. That for for sure not video games or, or anime, any of that stuff. Uh, so I, 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 when I was in college, I was doing pre med hated it. Mm-hmm. I wound up moving into criminal justice and doing pre-law. Hated that. I found my way into like a comedy troupe randomly. I was always kind of a class clown mm-hmm. and I found myself into a comedy troupe and then from that I was like, oh, this is really interesting. I, I think I might enjoy making people laugh professionally. Does that mean I want to be a comedian? I don't know. Whatever it might be. And then one day my mom showed me a, an ad in the newspaper for a local equity theater doing a a performance of Miss Saigon and she's like you should audition for it and I was like I've never auditioned for anything in my life uh, maybe <laughs> I will try it and I went to this audition it was one of those experiences where I thought it would be like American Idol and there'd be like three people across a table for you auditioning there was like 19 people from the team and from the moment I walked in onto that stage to, to sing my song to the moment I left I don't remember if I even did anything. I, for all I know, I. Do you remember the that... song? What was the What was the chosen song? Do of we have course, that much? it was from Miss Saigon. Why God? Uh, and it, I, it, why God? Why today? I'm all through here. By the way, I'm I I look way younger than I look now. Imagine. I'm all but five foot five, and I'm completely wrong for the part of this like <laughs> this military guy who's gone to Saigon and uh, is like a, a a war hero or whatever. I don't even remember the, what happens in the play, but I was totally mm-hmm. wrong for it. Showed up in this three piece suit to do this audition, probably blacked out, and then I further made a fool of myself doing a the dance portion of the audition that they made me stay for. You're, which not, I you're not a dancer, I take it. Well, or, uh. well, well. As when I was growing up. I did tap dance when I was a kid. Okay. I, apparently, I saw my sister and my cousins doing tap dancing, and I told my mom I loved the costumes that they were wearing, and I wanted to do that, and I was the only boy who was in the tap dancing troupe. I don't think I've ever said this. I, I, I was the only boy who did tap dancing in the troupe. I have a, a, a picture somewhere that exists. In, well, in- I love this because that tells me there was always a performer in you. You know, your child intuition kind of knew it, you know? Yeah, maybe, maybe. That was pr- definitely a piece of me. I mean, I, I listen, when you are a short, pudgy kid, it, it, you're not. You're definitely not the, the, the cool kid on the block, and you got to find a way to make a name for yourself. Hey. And being funny and entertaining was, was definitely an outlet into doing that. I loved movies, comedies. My heroes were like Jim Carrey, John Leguizamo. Oh, nice. Um, Very nice. You know, character actors. Uh, 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 Johnny Depp was a big, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, one of my favorite movies, and... 
just this idea of taking on this like bizarrely foreign character that's not even close to who I am, but I can do that through acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in love with this idea. And then, so in college, I, I, I wound up not getting the part in Miss Saigon, but I survived. And I was like, wait, I can try this again, maybe on something a little bit more realistic. You got your feet wet. Yeah, I got my feet wet. And then, so I auditioned for the school play at my, my college, and I wound up getting a small part. Okay. And that was like I was like, oh my god, I can do this! I'm, I'm. I'm. It might have been because they needed another guy, and I might have been the only person left, but I still got a part, and I was in this this play, uh, after Juliet, which is what happens after Romeo and Juliet. And oh, wow, uh, I didn't so, even know yeah, that existed. It was a play written by Sharma McDonald, who was Kira Knightley's mom. Uh, funny enough, and bringing it back it to her. Pirates of the Caribbean, just like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> All roads lead to the to the Caribbean. Uh, so I did that play. And I was like, this is something I might want to consider doing more of. And I wound up taking a, an acting class. And through that, I told, I was like, okay, wait. I was trying to, I was putting all the pieces together. Okay, I can make a career out of this, blah, 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 blah. And I wound up telling this intro to acting teacher, I was like, you know what would be really cool? Doing voices for video games and anime and all this stuff. And some of the best advice I've ever gotten, I give it to everybody, is he goes, if you want to be a voice actor and do all that stuff, you got to first learn to become an actor. Voice acting is just another way of, of being an actor. You don't train to be uh, a voice actor, although there are many classes and things you can learn to do to make you better at that, but mm-hmm. you've got to be an actor first. So I wound up doing theater, doing, uh, you know, I wound up going to NYU and studying professionally and, and training for the stage, doing a ton of plays, and then I found myself back doing voiceover after doing years of TV, commercials, film, and, and theater. So it was kind of like... A lot you of took all the over full the place. Ride. You took the I full did. ride. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I did a, I, I did a little. I'll just be clear. I pulled up your IMDb page the other day, <laughs> and I was very impressed because I'll say my first exposure to you was playing The World Ends with You, which, by the way, Neku is a very tough act to follow, and you absolutely knocked it out of the park. So thank you for that. That said. Um, I looked through your page, dude, and you're a very busy guy. Like, you, you write, you produce, you direct it. Uh, I've been meaning to watch that. You made a short film called Eris about, like, a couple that adopts, like, this little cat named Eris. Like, uh, dude, you've, you've, you, like you said, you've been, like, around the whole turn. There's, like, this, I feel like there's not a role in production that you're yet to fill yet. I I enjoy the first of all thank you I appreciate that and I I I enjoy I consider myself more of a storyteller than an actor truly mm. truthfully and I, and I mean that because I am I love the process I love telling stories and sometimes in order to get that story told I might have to put another hat on and I'm fine with that and I and I enjoy doing that I have stories of my own I want to tell and mm-hmm. sometimes I want to direct them and or whatever it might be I'll hold the freaking boom pole and I've done it many <laughs> times if I have to help to get this story told mm-hmm. and in in terms of having worked on some other things it's I've I've been very lucky and I'm very blessed to have done everything that I have Eris was a passion passion project, and <laughs> I named my cat Eris after Aerith from Final Fantasy when it was the mistranslation in the Amer- <laughs> in the uh, English version of the game. And there's a whole bit about that in the film. So, uh, video games have always had a very strong pull on my life. And so, why, last... why is that? You think why? Why in particular video games? I'm curious because I would I would mm. say the same thing. That medium has reached me more than the cinema, than TV shows, than books, than manga, comics. Something about video games has always reached me more. I'm curious. Why do you think that 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 would be? 
I agree, and um, it's the same for me. It's because it's, I think, I hated reading as a kid, and I hated doing things that I didn't find interesting. In video games, it allows you, in a different way than reading, to be the in the story. It really puts you in the story. Whereas, like, you know, you're reading Harry Potter, you're reading about Harry's mm -hmm. uh, journey, and all of the things are predetermined. And in video games, that kind of happens too, but you're moving. It's like you're going on that journey, and I, I found that to be, for me, a different way of digesting story. And it was mm -hmm. so fantastical. And I loved Lord of the Rings, and I loved all these fantasy um, books and movies. I did enjoy those certain things, but it was like video games. It was like every single one was like Lord of the Rings in their own different way. I remember pl playing Sweet Coden, and it was a very similar uh, experience where it was this fantastical world. You're getting all these different heroes. Everyone's, everyone's badass. And what was so cool about that game was there was 108 heroes in, that you could recruit. You could play 108 different characters. And I was like, oh, in these 108 different characters, I can find the one that I most like, or the one I most like, the one I see myself most like. And I wound up finding uh, favorite characters out of that, and I just really think video games have a way of entertaining, teaching to agree. I definitely learned most of the language that I know, and, and, and the, the, uh, the way I speak is, is informed by games that are very intelligent, that are written by good writers. Can so. I tell you a funny story about that? Please. So I think one of the reasons I ended up the way I am is because I guess I was fortunate enough to have parents that actually encouraged video games, but they weren't always <laughs> like that. But I was about four or five years old. I'm playing Pokemon Blue and suddenly I'm using words like critical. And like, I'll never forget there was a, there was a time my dad's like, he's trying to fix something. And you know, you all know how dads could be trying to fix a thing, cursing up a storm, trying to figure it out. And he goes like, it won't work. And I just said, oh, so what you're doing is not very effective. And he just started <laughs> cracking up. And they're like, where are you learning this? I was like, oh, Pokemon. Pokemon. And they, they, like to them, they're like, oh, for some reason, he's willing. Like, there's something about gaming and the language of gaming that's actually, he's learning how to use it. As opposed, like you said, where it's like with reading, where you kind of just take it in. Video games make you take it in and then you have to, like, apply it. It's yeah. part of sort of that interactive element that you brought up. But Absolutely. I, I would agree 100%, though, by the way. I think the difference primarily is like with a video game you're engaged you have your particular spin on it even if it comes down to as little as your strategy of beating a boss that's kind of your way of telling the story and something that always stuck with me is if you observe someone who's watching a movie they'll look like this but someone who's playing a video game is like yeah that, that person looks more alive to me the guy the person playing the game looks more in it you know yeah you said it beautifully it's you're you're in you you are fighting the dragon you are slaying the, the boss you are a part of the story and and you wind up really and, and that's why i think a lot of main characters who were um uh voiceless so to speak you play a lot of characters mm -hmm. where you're just choosing the dialogue it's you you yeah. are that character and I, I just love that aspect of games. I love the idea of being a superhero. I love the idea of, of being the good guy. I love, you know, I just mm -hmm. loved all everything about that. It, it just was, it really let me be this nerd who I was growing up. I wasn't, again, like I said, I wasn't, you know, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, I, you know, I wasn't tall and good looking and handsome or all those things. I wasn't like, that wasn't the first thing you see when you saw me. You saw uh, an obnoxious pudgy kid. It was, was the first thing you saw when you looked at me when I was growing up. And I 
through games, I was just like allowed to just be whoever the heck I wanted to and, and like feel like I, I had these friends that were in different games. I felt like, you know, I felt like I was hanging out with Cloud and, 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 and doing all that stuff. And I just, yeah, I just loved it. So how would you, if somebody were to combat that, you know, and, and were to maybe say something to you like, oh, well, you should have spent more time actually sitting with yourself and getting to know yourself instead of vicariously living through these other characters. But would you say that that sort of escapism kind of allowed you to take a breath from the real world so you could kind of examine yourself a little bit more honestly? Sure. Can I curse on here or no? You can curse. As I would like to say, you can curse all you fucking want. Okay. Well, sure. But I was fucking seven years old. Like, I wasn't in a, a fucking monastery, you know what I mean? I know this is not you asking, but it's like, I was a kid and didn't know better. And my, you know, my parents were busy working trying to fucking put food on the table for me. And I, and that's why I get so annoyed when people are like, you gotta limit people's video games. Sure, I've definitely been addicted to video games in an unhealthy way. And there's a balance for everything. It's the same with every other vice that people have in this world. Mm -hmm. Everybody is guilty. Everybody has their own things that they, you know, are guilty of, of overindulging in. And as I've grown, I've learned to do these things, reflect and look into myself. But playing these video games allowed me to have an aspect on life, like you said, that is so different. I was able to learn the morals of these different stories about being a good person, about fighting for what is right. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy VII, one of the things Barrett says is these people are destroying the earth. They're sucking it dry, these people in power. Could that not be more relevant to the world that we're experiencing right today? Like, And I'm learning that at like seven years old. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and so I'm learning things about life that I'm not really like consciously taking up on, but I'm taking on these morals of these good people, these good characters fighting for justice. And I'm younger than everybody else. But should I sit there all day and mindlessly be like playing Call of Duty? That might be another story where like, okay, <laughs> not that that's going to turn you into a bad person for playing that game, but I, I think RPGs specifically have a different effect um, on the storytelling aspects, but even other games, like Donkey Kong Country, you're still going on an adventure, you're having fun, that's what life is about, mm -hmm. you know? You gotta you got find moments to play. Well, I'll say this, one of the, where I level with you on that is, like, I grew up a very big Legend of Zelda fan, and they take, Same. perfect, they take that whole silent protagonist thing to a whole other level, you know, and they even name him Link, the link between the player and the game, and to yeah. me, like, at a time, like, like, Growing up, I, I could I could uh, relate to you in a lot of ways. Like growing up, I was never really a popular kid. I, w I wasn't even like very good at school. Like it wasn't anything particularly special about me growing up, which is which is okay. But you know, I would play Legend of Zelda, and I was able to understand at like nine years old. Like, hey, these puzzles are pretty complex. Hey, get, like maneuvering my way through all this is pretty tough. And then I get to the end and you see, you know, the way every Zelda game ends, Link sets things right, order is restored to Hyrule, peace can resume, evil is at bay once again. And to me, I guess that just kind of showed me that's like, you know, maybe I'm not the best at math, maybe I'm not the best at English, maybe I'm not the best at science, but if you put something in front of me, if you put chaos in front of me, I know how to hack at it until there's order. You know, like, I know how to complete things, too. I feel like that's something games helped me do, too. I had a lot of trouble completing things when I was younger, but completing games was never a problem. And I, I feel like I, that helped me kind of reinforce that into other areas in my life. Heck yeah! I, I, you're you're also doing these puzzles. You're you're expanding your mind in these problem-solving scenarios. And 
I was a completionist gamer when I was going up. I had 100% everything. I had to do every side quest. I'm walking around every corner pushing X to see if I'm going to get the secret item on the bookshelf. That's the type of player I was, and it, mm -hmm. I think that has leaked into who I am today, and I really try to do things to the utmost not that it has to be perfect because that's never really achievable in life, but I really want to make sure I've done my darnest to, to dot every I and cross every T. Um, and, and Zelda is a, a great a great example of, of a game, again, Silent Fire. I have a, I have, you can't see it, but I've got the Master Sword and, and Hyrule Shield in my background over uh, its... Uh, I, believe, I believe it. It's, yeah, I can't. I will I'm, say, and, camera's mounted. And maybe I'm seeing things. Am I seeing a Charmander in, in between oh, the yeah. light stand there? I've got, uh, there's another mic here. Uh, gosh. I have a, there's, there's a Tonberry, there's Kakashi, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Ooh. Charmander, Abu from Aladdin. Dude, I'm uh, in the middle of watching Naruto for the first time. Um, I, I envy you I and am, I enjoy I'm, it. I'm having a time, dude. I, yeah. I grew up on D Dragon Ball. Like, I watched all of Dragon Ball, all DBZ, like, a million times. I think I like Naruto better, dude. Like, it's really good. I'm surprised, like... I don't know. Overall, animes, I think Naruto is the... I mean, I've got, you know... I've got... They're right here next to oh, me. Oh, nice. Mean, these, Toad these Sage. Are, and, uh, yeah, and Sasuke. I mean, my cat's name is Sasuke. I... You have a cat named Sasuke? That's amazing. Yes. Well, it, here's the funnier part about that is I originally... No! I originally named him Kakashi. And then oh. as, like, we had him for, like, a week, and I... Because he's, like, a silver fox-looking cat. and Exactly, he is a, he is a wife, and he was, <laughs> all right, Naruto's down, but um, he he was nothing like Kakashi, as I have right here, he was nothing, his personality was nothing like this, like, you know, quiet, cool dude, I was like, he is such, so, my cat's so emo, I was like, he's such an emo, <laughs> like, he just, he was, he gets so angry about, like, stupid things, I'm like, this guy's like, he's a Kakashi, and my, mm -hmm. and my fiance, or girlfriend at the time, she was like, um, Okay, I trust you. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> and then she's come to be like, she, you were so right. You knew right away that he was more of a Sasuke than a Kakashi. Yeah, you kind of you kind of have to go with the flow on pets. Just kind of pick up their personality and let it take you from there. Uh, I want to go back to Zelda for a second because this is a sure. this is a hot like I my best friend who I grew up with. He's a he's a groomsman at my wedding. I, I love this man to death. We bonded over Legend of Zelda our whole lives. Breath of the Wild might be my favorite Zelda, but it's his least favorite Zelda. I want to know where you are on that conversation. Mm. It's, a, it's a very interesting... Hot, I'm, I'm excited hot takes to have welcome. This, yeah. Hot takes welcome. I'm very excited to, to talk about this because there's so... Gosh, man. Let's, let's take it slow here. Let's, let's take it slow because this is something I could talk about. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Breath of the Wild. I thoroughly enjoyed Breath of the Wild. I think it's an amazing game. There's such emotion that I have with playing A Link to the Past, uh, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask. Those were the games that were like the foundations of my youth. Mm -hmm. and I had such identity. I mean, one of the earliest costumes I had for Halloween, I remember, was I made a Link costume. You know, like Me it was too. such a, it, yeah. it was such an impact. Even like young Link, I always like really had a kinship with him when he was a kid and just... The music was so amazing. I just, I love the Zelda 2 so, so, so much. And uh, I think of all of them, I think Ocarina of Time is my favorite. Mm -hmm. I think then comes A Link to the Past because that was actually the first Zelda I ever played. 
and, and it was a, it was a really magical experience to play that game and just it, it had such an impact on me um then Majora's Mask because it was a building upon Ocarina of Time. And I, the, and I am obs- I was obsessed with that game for so long. Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mask. It, it was so good. It just really resonated with me. Too. Yeah, I, I definitely had an attraction to the Zoras too, which was weird enough. In the uh, was that Majora's Mask or I can't remember where like they're all hanging out and like That's the girl, the, Majora. The, the the prince, yeah, the princess Zora. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. Anyway, uh, and then and also, I mean, I played the original. I might have played the original Zelda before I played, but I might have played it like at my grandpa's or something. He had original uh, NES, and I might have played that there, and that might have been my first intro to Zelda. Um. And I would probably, so, because I never really got to dive into that one as much, I would put, I mean, I, listen, the Oracle of Ages, right? And Oracle... Oh, seasons. Seasons. Yeah. And then the, and then there was, um, like, those I loved, too. I really loved the, those games. And then uh, there was the Four Link game. Which one was Four that? Four Swords. Four Swords. I played that. I really enjoyed it. Um, then there was the remake of the original Zelda, which was made on uh, DS, right? There, I think uh, so. A Link to the Past, or no, sorry. Are you talking about um, Link Between Worlds? A Link Between Worlds. There that is. was another good one, which I really, really enjoyed. And that was the Zelda I was used to playing. Mm. So it's hard for me to even compare Breath of the Wild because it's such a different experience. Yes. It's, it, it's no, I would it, agree. It is, it is in no way relatable to those other experiences that were kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that's the same is or Skyward Sword and also um, uh, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Wind I mean, Waker. I love. Uh, I mean, Wind, Wind Waker was one of my fa- so. All right, Wind Waker is definitely probably fourth or fifth, and then um, uh, Skyward Sword was a little bit less. I think is on the the, the lower end of the scale, but they're all great games. Mm-hmm. They're all fantastic. I enjoyed all of them to death, and then. Breath of the Wild was just so different. It was just like a completely, and I, I really enjoyed it, but it's just so hard for me to compare. Well, I, you know, I definitely resonate with what you're saying. Breath of the Wild is a complete left turn on the series. It's, it's, you can't, you can't compare it to say an Ocarina of Time. The similarities yeah. are literally the lore and the world building, gameplay, exactly. everything's pretty much gone out the door. I'll say though, I think because I'm in this world where like I really adored Breath of the Wild because I think that sense of exploration is what got to me the most. Like the fact yeah. that no matter what direction I ran, I could really do no wrong. If I was going the wrong way for the main quest, there were shrines, there was Korok seeds. There was just always something to be found at every corner. And I love that. But I will say, I miss the old dungeon design. Yeah. Those, There's no beat in those old dungeons. And I think if Breath of the Wild 2 is to see success, I think it needs to capture some of those older Zeldas that you just brought up and find a way to merge Breath of the Wild with a more traditional Zelda experience. I would love that. I mean, and that's why like the fondest memories I have are like the water temple and how kind of scary that was for me as a kid and, mm-hmm. and how intricate it was and that dungeon element of the games and even like the fairies and yep. getting the different ability. Like, it was very... I almost got... And it's no nothing to say about the game being wrong. I was just so uh, it was structured in a way that kept you on a path that I liked in the original Zelda's. Like, sure, you could go to Apana's Ranch and mm-hmm. do all that stuff, and that was like, okay, I'm doing a crazy left turn here. I'm I'm going I'm going off the main storyline <laughs> for a little bit. I'm doing some running around with my horse around the 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 open world, so to speak. Mm-hmm. In Breath of the Wild, I got so overwhelmed. There was endless possibilities. 
you know, and that's great. I love that. I mean, I love the game. I love Elden's, uh, uh, Elden Ring. I love these open world type games. I played Genshin Impact for a long time. I really do enjoy the the that that way, and I just think it's different. I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who are born, you know, in the last 15, 20 years, if they haven't played these older Zeldas, they're gonna be like, what? Yeah, they'll be a, they'll be a little bit lost. In fact, I know people like that. Where like Breath of the Wild was their first Zelda. And then they went into the the catalog, and they were like, "But this isn't. This doesn't feel like this isn't one." It's like, "Yeah, it was a completely different thing." Why do you think Nintendo went in such a different direction? Um, I'm also remembering the Phantom, uh, which is the Hourglass. Uh, Hourglass. That was another great. Uh, I almost uh, said the Phantom game. Menace. <laughs> yeah, Phantom Menace. I don't know why Phantom came to my mind. It was it's Phantom Hourglass. Is that yeah. the name of it? Phantom yeah, okay. Hourglass and Minish Cap. I think we're like Minish Cap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like the, those. Like I just really love uh, those games. I think that Nintendo did to think that people might. If I don't even know if this is a a popular opinion at all even for a small subsect of people but to think that that's a wrong direction to go is so ignorant because no one's saying that they'll not go back and make more games or implement other things they took a risk and i was really happy that they did they revolutionized a genre of gaming every i mean genshin impact they literally like took a tracing of breath of the wild and then they just drew over it and changed a couple of designs like you can say that about a lot of games too Absolutely. Like, Breath of the Wild didn't invent open worlds, but it certainly popularized it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like you're getting Absolutely. a Sonic the Hedgehog like open world thing now. You know? Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. get an open world. You get an open <laughs> world. <laughs> and it's I I just think Nintendo didn't make a wrong mistake. I'm so happy no. they did. It it's it's made the possibilities for more Zelda content great. I wish we were getting cuz we haven't we're getting remasters right now, which is great, mm-hmm. but I really wish we would get like Hy- Hyrule War- Warriors is kind of a thing. It's not the same at all. I wish we were getting more kind of like the handheld experience and, and more fun things like that as well. Yeah, that's one thing I'm going to miss about the Legend of Zelda series is they had a really good thing going where they were like, yeah, we'll drop a console game every five years. But in that window of five years, you got like two handheld games that were like top down and classic or yeah. mixed it up. You know what I mean? Like, And now since Nintendo's kind of consolidated into one console slash handheld I, I feel like we're almost losing that secondary Zelda game we were so used to getting. Yeah, I hope it comes back. I would really enjoy to play another Zelda game like the old school days. I really would. I, I, I always enjoy those experiences. I think there's a market for it. And I think maybe after Breath... Since Breath of the Wild 2 is like such a tight titan like of a game, they'll probably maybe revisit that and like play it a little softer, I would think, to follow. Um, I Listen, do wa- I played, Go ahead. I played the shit out of Breath of the Wild. I played the yeah. shit out of I, I used to take my, my Switch on the subway when I was living in New York, and I'd have like this huge thing like come out of my pocket, and I'd sit on the subway and play it every single Bro, day. There's, I just want to say there's a small chance, because I lived in New York when Breath of the Wild came out, and I would take the train and subway into work. There's a chance you and I might have been in the same car doing the same thing <laughs> at one point. It is possible. It's very <laughs> It's possible. It's funny That's to think crazy. about. It's funny to think about. Um, I do want to ask you. So there's, we've had a lot of game announcements lately. Um, the whole NVIDIA leak seems to be coming true. So there's a lot of things to look forward to, especially in an mm-hmm. RPG sense. Of everything that's been announced, teased, shown off, what are you looking forward to the most? Mm. You can take Gosh. a minute to think about that, yeah. Well, 
the the number one game that I'm most excited about that's to be released is obviously Kingdom Hearts 4. I think that game is going to be uh, like I'm I'm just so excited for that game to come out. I'm I'm super pumped about that. Um, you know, it's all it's a tricky territory for me too because <laughs> I'm in this industry. I have to be careful about. Hmm, I'm trying to figure out the right way of phrasing this. If we need to dance around this issue, we can dance around the issue. Let's just say this. Okay. Of all the things that may or may not be in production, this has nothing to do with Kingdom Hearts. This is a total tangential thing before anybody tries to make an analogy with Neo and Kingdom Hearts also. Let's not even have that be the... That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, before that even becomes a part of the conversation, there are other games that have been whatevered Mm -hmm. that maybe I'm a part of, maybe I'm not. So that's you know what I mean. I don't want to make yeah. a comment left or right about it. <laughs> I, I I can I can respect that, but I I guess listen. If you say Kingdom Hearts at this channel, you open up a whole can of worms. So I I have since you've gone and opened that can, I have to ask yeah. you what I ask everybody who's brought up Kingdom Hearts on this channel because I think it, it's probably my favorite gaming series ever. But it's so obscure, unorthodox, and avant-garde, <laughs> so I have to ask, like, why? Why Kingdom Hearts? What about Kingdom Hearts grabbed you? Because right. everyone answers this pretty differently, so I'm curious to hear what you think. So Kingdom Hearts first, it, it was uh, the fact that there were Square characters in this game. It was just another ver- way of me play, getting to play with, like, Square Square Enix games. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I was like, okay, fi- Final Fantasy characters are in this other game with this other character? I'm in. Like, I saw, yeah. like, whoever they tried to advertise in the first one, and I was hooked. Like, that they was showed, like, they showed Cloud in Olympus. I remember yes. that vividly. And I was like, I'm in. That yeah. like from the second I saw that, and then obviously I've been I grew up on Disney games. It was definitely weird to me to think about it at first, but I was also a kid, so I don't think I thought too much into it. Right. I didn't allow myself to overanalyze it. And then as you get to learn about Sora and like it's it's just another great RPG that was surrounded by all these cool elements that happened. And I really enjoyed the first game. Then it really things to really solidified for me in well. I really enjoyed Chain of Memories when that came out on Game Boy Advance. I really enjoyed that game. I really did. It's crazy to think, but I enjoyed the card playing aspect of it. You are preaching to the choir. It was my first Kingdom Hearts game, and from there, I was hooked for life. Wow. So that's an interesting place to come in, too. Yeah. Uh, It got me into Sony, so Sony can thank Square, because I never owned a PlayStation, but I played one little Game Boy Advance game, and I was like, we need a PS2 in this house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so I, I when Kingdom Hearts two came out, that's when I think sh- like shit really went wild. Like yeah. I fell in love with Roxas, I fell in love with Axel. Like that's when I really started seeing the the original story that was at play here. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's actually like a story here other than like this kid trying to find his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I was like, oh shit. There's this also, whole other thing going on. Yeah, there's this whole other thing going on. I was like, damn, this shit's freaking cool. These characters are really cool. I love the, mm-hmm. the, it had all the recipes for things I loved. Also, the Sora Riku connection. If you don't notice, I like Naruto. It's very Naruto Sasuke very, in, a, in a way. Very much. Um, it's one of the reasons Naruto's really sticking with me. I swear my fiance's gonna kill me. Cause like, we'll be in the middle of the episode. I'll be like, this is, this is just like the organization. Oh, this is just like, <laughs> <laughs> Kotskis I mean, have their own code too. This is so crazy. <laughs> I know. It's so similar. It is so similar. And I think that's why and and I will say 
thankfully, I learned it in that way because as stuff has gone on, mm-hmm. shit got a lot more complicated. And I don't, if oh, I, yeah. I think, and I think if I wasn't as interested or as invested as I was early on, I would have been like, all right, this is too much for me. But I was yeah. so invested that I took the time to really learn the story. And when you give yourself that opportunity, it is magical. It's a magical storyline, and I'm so obsessed with it. Uh, yep. And it's just, it's, 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 there's no other really series that's like it. It's so unique in its own way with on many different levels. Yeah, I was going to say, not only everything that you brought up, but the thing that always sticks with me is like, I don't know any other franchise that has a 20 year plus long plot unfolding. Like, yeah. it, it literally is like the Shonen Jump equivalent of video games here. It is. Which is like another reason that it, it could like tie into Naruto in some way is that it, it, you know, people, it's so funny too. I don't know if, if you should share this experience, but when the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer dropped, and look, people have been hitting up, I spent most of my life talking to people about Kingdom Hearts who had no idea what was coming out of my mouth, but they loved me and they indulged me and they just let me vomit the, the lore all over them. But suddenly all these people who no matter what I said for the last like 15 years to them, never had an interest in Kingdom Hearts. They see that Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer and they hit me up immediately. I want to play this. What do I do? Where do I start? What, 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 are there games I could skip? Are there games I should play? I don't know what it is about that trailer in particular that hooked a lot of people, but it's... I give people the same warning I give people who want to watch like Dragon Ball Z for the first time is it's going to be a lot. It's yeah. it's going to be a lot. It's going to be hours and hours, over a hundred hours. So prepare yeah. yourself. But I will say it is, it is a roller coaster ride unlike any other. That's just the only way I could put it. It's, it is, it's a, it's a magical roller coaster. And I think as uh, they've stated, I believe anybody can pick up the game and enjoy it. And I think you can enjoy the gameplay experience, even like Kingdom Hearts 3. If you've never played a Kingdom Hearts before, you could pick it up and still enjoy it. The gameplay is fantastic, yep. um, at, at least in the Remind uh, version of it. Like, it's it's really fun. Oh, I've once had... they patched it up, it was like a whole new game. Yeah, it, it, like I've had such fun just playing the data battles on Critical. It's like so challenging. It is extremely mm-hmm. challenging. I, and I'm having so much fun doing it. I haven't been challenged by a game like that in a very long time. I think it's yeah. very unique in terms of its accessibility for whatever gameplay you want to have. You can make it easier. You can make it a little bit more difficult. You can make it harder. You can make it extremely freaking hard. You can uh, really with the customize codes. it. You could really yeah. customize it to your own. And like, I, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts games like my whole life, but I've never been particularly like great at them. I've always like played on standard, and I get a little pushback here. I get a little pushback there. I'm not, you know, 10 years old. I have to fight Ansem 500 times. Now I yeah. know the whole cutscene by heart. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 did something special where it's like once that critical mode dropped out, it forced me to get, like, how do I put this? I, the first time I played the game, I played on standard. I must have died against Master Xehanort like five, six times. Now I'm like doing a critical level one run. And I'm like, I thought people that did this were like crazy. But no, I know. like you could be like you could be a schmuck like me and figure it out, you know? <laughs> You know, what's so funny is I, I remember when I was going to play Kingdom Hearts 3 because I had, I, 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 as I had gotten into, um, it was the only Kingdom Hearts game I hadn't played besides, I didn't play Kingdom Hearts 3 and I didn't play Melody of Memory until 2020. I was late to the, to, to the game on it. And, um, I remember my stream was like, play it on Critical. I was like, okay. And then they're like, play with the pro codes. I was like, okay. I haven't, I hadn't, I was so busy. I hadn't been playing games for a while. And I was like, what did you guys get me into here? I was like, I had all these pro codes on. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. But it, it is so much fun. And it really does elevate yourself as a, as a gamer. And inter- it's like a very, um, 
similar to like Final Fantasy fourteen in a way. Like you get to learn all these game mechanics. Oh, are you a victim of that disease too? Because I've, I've lost three hundred hours of my life in Eorzea, and I'm having a great time. Uh, I played it for a very long time. I, I I'm not currently playing it. I always hop in and out. I was playing it to play Reaper for a while, but Final Fantasy XI was one of the first MMOs I've ever played, and oh, I, I I'm not even kidding you. This is not an exaggeration. When I was playing, I definitely had over like seven hundred hours. Wow! But was it worth it, Paul? You know what's funny is as I've gotten into filmmaking, I and being in like leadership roles, mm -hmm. I've definitely I used to run what they call a link shell, which is a guild a guild in that game, mm -hmm. and I I learned every piece of leadership skills I had from being like ten years old and telling people in their forties what to do <laughs> on bosses. So, Maybe it was worth it. I, I I love that. I love that disrupt disrupting the uh, the generational hierarchy through yeah. Final Fantasy Eleven. There's something about there's something about that. I like. I made our own website. I had I was I was on top of everything. Like I learned so much. I like literally design web design. Like I, it all comes full circle. But back to Kingdom Hearts though, uh, really quickly. It's it's I think once you go through that entire journey and you take the commitment to do it it will it will change you in in a very i don't think there's a story like you said in video games that it like it really fucks with you in an, an emotional way like they they tear pieces of you out and then they put it back and they tear another piece yeah. out and then they put it back and it, it's it kingdom hearts 4 it has um the graphics are amazing. Mm -hmm. The possibilities are endless. The uh, the fact that it looks like y it's going to be uh, Nomura's like <laughs> uh, finally getting to f live out his fa fantasy with uh, a Verum Rex to some mm -hmm. degree, at, at least from a graphical standpoint. Um, Nomura's Revenge is probably my favorite like fourth wall breaking subplot I've ever seen in fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just really it's a really exciting game, and I'm so I'm stoked for it. Um, I'm also stoked for the other games. I I, I wound up I didn't get to play the other um, uh, gosh the the mobile game. What is, what is it Union called? Union Cross. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't get to play Union Cross, but I watched all of the cutscenes for all of it, and I watched it like a movie. And I sat there with my popcorn day after day. Watching, you know, learning about Brain and learning learning about everything with, you know, Xehanort and his backstory. And I'm super excited for Dark Road. So it's, oh, it's yeah. a, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's quite a ride. It's quite, again, it's a, it's a ride in gaming like no other. Um, but yeah. you did, you did bring up the filmmaking. So I actually do want to swing back to that for a second. You know, sure. you, like, like we brought up before, you've done so much between directing, writing, acting, voice acting. What's the dream role or dream project? And if that's something you want to play close to the chest, or you don't have to share it, but I, I'm curious: is there is there anything that like that, that's calling to you to maybe do one day? Because you did say you're a storyteller, and I'm just yeah. wondering: is there a story you have to tell? I mean, absolutely. I I, I wrote a magnum wrote opus, I suppose. Sure. I mean, there's so many, and and I think to to. If I had to pick one muse in a way, it would be doing a live action retelling of like a, a like a favorite uh, anime or game series, like cool. to to like a play a character. Like if they did a, a live and they've been I, when they announced they were doing a live action Naruto, I emailed Lionsgate like ten times saying like you better put me in this or. <laughs> you're gonna regret i'm like you're making a mistake if you don't cast me in this in this movie in one way or another um but so there's a piece of me that i would love to be like a showrunner on an, a live action adaptation of one of these things i think having people who are fans of series um 
is extremely important and it's yep. why we see most video game and anime adaptations fail because the, the people are not passionate about the source material so something along that uh, would be amazing um i wrote a comedy series like uh, a single camera sitcom style similar to like it's always sunny in philadelphia uh, about nice. a bunch of people that hang out at a video game store we shot a pilot yeah. and we had submitted it to festivals right before the pandemic and we were we got picked up by a content studio and we were about to get it made pandemic happened and we had to kind of start from square zero and again and uh it's it's a challenge and, and making movies and tv is, is is really hard but i have a passion for that whole process so uh, who knows and and there's a lot of video game bucket list series that i would love to be a part of it's just like you know it's or animes that i'd love to be on it's um a lot of it's out of your control and that's why making your own stories is, is great and i have a lot of original stories that i want to tell too um so you know i i, I don't want to put myself in a box i just want to tell whatever i can and 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 really let the the nerd in me uh live and 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 get to, to have a voice let it flourish i mean I'm, I'm all about that and i gotta say it's music to my ears hearing somebody like you wants to get involved in these sort of video game and anime adaptations because what you brought up is something we talk about on this podcast a lot that a lot of these shows and series are not being made by people who have love for the source material yeah. you could sort of feel that it's absent i mean i think the halo series is probably a good example of that um but i did want to ask you is there a particular video game voice acting role that stood out to you you know we talked about what games stood out to you growing up when you started voice acting in video games was there a particular performance that came to your head like i want to be that level of good i want to i want to connect with people the way that voice actor got people to connect was there anything like that that stood out to you gosh in games um i'm sure there I'm sure there was. I think growing up when voice acting was happening, um, it was it was harder to... I mean, a couple come to mind that I'll get into in a second, but it was harder to really understand the impact of the, the people as an actor until later in life. Mm-hmm. It, it, they were almost so good that to a young audience, I feel like you shouldn't notice it. it the story is what takes precedent, and you just get wrapped up in the story. Right. Um, but for sure, James Arnold Taylor as Titus in, in Final Fantasy X, I remember that being like, I was just like, I really loved, um, I resonated with his character. He was obnoxious and loud and fun and goofy like me. Mm-hmm. And playing that game was was uh, definitely like life-changing in a way. Um uh, I mean, even Sora to a degree, Joel, Haley Joe Osmond, like, and 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 Jesse McCartney and and, and Kingdom Hearts, like, they were both. I, I, that's why when I when I got to do Neo eventually, and I got down to the, the lines of saying like, I joked about it, like when we were recording, I was like, Am I gonna get my whole thing of getting to go fire, lightning, thunder, <laughs> like I like just doing that, like brought such a smile to my face, and it was a childhood fantasy in a way to to be able to like say those lines, but. Even there's like, like The Last of Us and Uncharted, like those, there, there's really great performances in 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 those games. Um, uh, there's probably a bunch that are escaping me at this point, but just there's been a, a definitely. I, I'd have to. It's it's a great question. It's a great question that my, if I did further analysis on, I'm sure I could bring up more games. That I mean, anime for sure. I mean, Johnny Young Bosch and Trigun had a huge a huge effect on me. Um, Obviously, uh, Miley Flanagan and Naruto. Um, uh, yeah, there's a ton. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I mean, listen, you gave you gave a lot of quality answers. I was looking for one. You gave me you gave me a whole list, so <laughs> you can consider me satisfied. Um, you, you brought up Titus, and I actually want to ask you. So, the laughing scene. How do you feel about that scene? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was hysterically great. And as a kid, you don't you know you know that's what I'm saying. You're just so wrapped. Up. You think it's yeah, funny, and it's whoosh. Yeah, it's I have to so... admit, I have to admit, I'm pushing 30. I turn 30 next month. I replayed that game in January. The laughing scene actually made me cry. It right? It's 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 so. And if you think about it, I mean, it's on face at face value, it's easy to laugh at, especially because he's like yeah. teaching her to laugh, you know, and 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 she's awkward at it. But when you really think about that on paper as the story it's like you said it's heartbreaking it's tragic this person who's never freaking let loose and you've got this guy who's this kind of uh aladdin type of street rat who is just trying to show her slice of life and the things that are important it's Mm -hmm. it is it's it's, it makes you kind of want to cry they're 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 like forcing happiness you know like you said like Titus is completely he's completely lost he's in a world he doesn't recognize he's with people he doesn't know he's he has no clue what's going on so he has this moment where he has to like force this happiness and yeah you, you see it with Yuna too you know she's the summoner on this pilgrimage and you know I'm sure there's people who haven't played 10 yet so you and I both know what road she's walking you yeah. know and their th- their need to force happiness is like tragic and heartbreaking but at the same time seeing them do it together and like not be alone is also heartwarming and I just know. those two feelings just like hitting me at the same time it I don't know, it's it's just crazy to me how like as a kid the things I laughed at as an adult I like cry at. It's very it's very strange. I, 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 I don't know. I can't wait to replay that game. It's on my list of games to replay. Definitely worth it. Did you ever play Ten Two? I did, and I hundred percented it. As crazy it, as that it sounds, is, I I am so mad at myself for listening to the internet for too long, which told me to stay away from that game like the plague. I played it for myself, and I'm like, look, it's it's not as good as Ten, but like. Yeah. It's such a fun game. Yeah, the dress system's cool. Yeah, the dress sphere. The dress sphere. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot. It, it's very unique. It's, it, it's, it's very yeah. unique as far as it's, Final Fantasy goes. I think everybody likes to put certain things on a pedestal and, and like, they, there's like, everything is compared to something else. But it's like, if you are a fan of Final Fantasy, especially Final Fantasy X, it was cool. It was a fun game. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I think more Final Fantasy should, should introduce sequels. Um, yeah, I mean, it's right? possible we got one doing that right now. Um, but there's all this talk of the FF9 remake, um, mm. where the director was quoted, I think, like it was about a year or two ago. He said, Well, I'd much rather work on a sequel than a remake. I, I, I personally, I, I'm in favor of that. I don't know. Like, did you play Final Fantasy VII Remake? Yes, I did. Okay, so I loved Seven growing up. Like, I forced people to play that game. Like, I was, I was almost, uh, what's the word? Um, I can't find the word for it, so forget I said anything. But anyway, <laughs> I, I was almost religious about it. Like, sure. I was like, oh, you got to play this game. you got to play this game. So I got Same. everyone I knew to play that game. I loved it. I think, even though it has its flaws, it's so perfect the way it is. Yeah. When I saw that they were going to be introducing changes, that's the kind of thing that excites me. Because I like being taken by surprise. I like yeah. not knowing what's coming. I think it raises the stakes. It puts me on the edge of my seat. Like, when... Bro, when when Zigbar takes off the hood and shows that he's Lushu, like yeah. s- visible screaming, and like I almost could feel like the neural pads in my brain having to realign themselves uh-huh. and be like, yeah, what you thought was true wasn't. Like go back and fix that. 
Um, but I don't know. How, how do you feel? Do you think games like Final Fantasy, I mean, not just Final Fantasy, all these games that want to be remade or all these games people want remade, do you think they're better off getting sequels and continuing that story? I think it's a mixture of both. And I think we're in a world right now where most studios, companies, they don't want to risk their money on brand new titles. It's too dangerous when they have a cash cow in front of them. So yeah. Final Fantasy VII, again, it was like, for, with all its flaws, doesn't matter to me. It was it was a, one of the most important games to me in my life. Mm -hmm. it, like, it had such an effect on me. And it's up there in one of my favorite games of all time. And when Remake came out, I was, like you, so excited that they just changed it. Because it, I have that experience for the rest of my life. If yeah. I want to play Final Fantasy again, the way that that is, and they're even doing it right now with the uh, Ever, Crisis. Ever Crisis right now. So you want to have that experience. I think it's a little different. They're having some other stuff in there as well. But if you want something similar to that, then great. Go buy a PlayStation or whatever and play it on the PlayStation Store as it is. Or you can even mm -hmm. play it on Switch, I think. I have it on, I have it on Switch. My fiance is playing it. It's, it's there. I, I will always have that. So I want something a little different. If they're going to expand upon it, great. And then I think because a lot of these companies are – we're at a, a time right now, I think why can't we have more, both? You know, especially for these colossal titles, like let's let's get it all, man. Give me it all. I'm down to take every side story, so long as the the quality and the content's good. One of my favorite games ever is Dirge of Cerberus. Vincent really? Valentine's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> I loved I loved that game so much. It was like Devil May Cry meets Final Fantasy, and I was in. I was there for it. So, were you happy to see a lot of the Dirge stuff in the DLC? Because I, I thought, like, don't get me wrong, I, I love Dirge, I love Dirge as it is. Like, there are times where I'm like, oh my god, this is the hot topic cringe cutscene. But I yeah. still love it. I love all those characters. I, I love Shula, I love Shelk. Azul yeah. I could do without, Rosso's pretty cool. Um, but when they reintroduced that in the DLC, and like, I, how do I put this? So I, had, I guess I suppose I had a similar crisis of faith as some people on YouTube when they saw things were going to be changing in FF7. And then when I saw that the DLC was immediately going to dirge, there was a part of me that was like, what are they doing here? But then, I, <laughs> but then I played it and I was like, oh my God, they made the dirge stuff so cool. Like it was yeah. cool before, but now like Nero is so much more like menacing now. And like, he's actually horrifying. Like that's the most horrifying boss fight I think I've ever fought. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yes, lead into the dirge now. Let's do it. Oh heck yeah! I I I loved it. And Vincent again is he's just one of my favorite characters. And even like the, the little bit of backstory you get when you're in uh, Nibelheim and and you, mm -hmm. you find him in in the coffin and all that stuff. Like his his life as a Turk. I don't know why yeah. I was just so obsessed. He's like a vampire dude. Like you know what I mean? Like I just loved that. That was I loved the idea that that was a character you could not get. Yeah, you could just like you could just not get him. It. Yep. So, like, to me, that was just so cool. And, uh, yeah, bring it all on. I'm here for all of it. Uh, let, me, let me get it. Give me, give me more. I am, too. I love Vincent because, like, not only is he, like, a former Turk and you kind of get a window into that world, but in a lot of ways I kind of see him as, like, a, a cloud that failed. You yeah. know, he, he has a similar backstory. He got involved with Shinra because he wanted to be important or he wanted to be impactful, and then he ended up just being, like, a, a dog for Shinra, a little stamp, doing what they say, mm. get, getting the orders. And then they experiment on him, but upon that, I forgot what is um what is Sephir Lucretia? That's her Lucretia. name. Lucretia, yeah, Luc yeah, Lucretia. He couldn't he couldn't save her, right? I know. You know, and and there's a guilt that he has about it, and he locks himself away, and that's why I love Advent Children so much because mm -hmm. Vincent is there to be like Cloud, don't lock yourself away. 
Don't do what I did. I lost Lucrezia. You lost Aerith. But it does. You don't have to go down this road. You don't. Yeah. Have, you know. There's so much about that I love. Um, but we are coming up on time a little bit. Was there sure. any, anything that we talked about today or didn't get to talk about today that you maybe wanted to touch on? Oh no! Listen, I'm here. Uh, listen, if you want to talk for a little bit more, I got a little bit more time. You got a little more I, time, okay? Yeah. If, if I don't know what there might be, but uh, I'm just I'm, I'm grateful to be on here and be chatting about uh, games. I mean, I love this. You know, very. Mm-hmm. I don't get to have these conversations all the time about games that I love. So we we run a very similar frequency in terms of our likes and and uh, appreciations for for games and, and and the stories that we we grew up on. Men of culture, you uh, you might ah, say. Ah, the fine wines, <laughs> the fine wines, sure. Um, can, can I bother you a little bit about Neo The World Ends With You? Is, is, sure, I assumed you wanted to talk about that, so I was like, I, yeah, let me make sure I, I have did, time I did, right? Yeah, I, I just assumed <laughs> that's probably what so many people talk to you about these days, because it's, it's so like, I, recent in the, in the zeitgeist. Sure, but I love it, and 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 I was I'm a huge fan of the game myself, and I'm a huge fan of the world ends with you, and so I love talking about it. I'll never get old of it. I, I mean, it is the best thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Don't tell my fiance I've said that. Don't tell my parents I've said that. Don't tell my cats I've said that. But honestly, it is it was like it was a childhood dream come true. That's that's that, and honestly, I I could feel it in your performance. I, I know I brought it up earlier. Um, in the podcast, but Neku is such a tough act to follow. And, you know, I remember when they first showed the trailer and I saw all these new characters and there was the part of me that was like, but no, I loved Neku and Shiki and Beat and Rhyme. Yeah. I just wanted them back. But of course it's neat. It, it's world ends with you. It's, it's, the yeah. same, you know, I wanted to give it a shot. I give it a shot. And I, I immediately got invested in both Rindo and Fred's relationship. And then, you know, Nagi comes along and she's got to be one of the funniest video game characters to ever exist. Nagi has me in stitches throughout that whole game. But I do want to commend your range because, um, you know, Rindo's, he comes off as a pretty quiet dude. And in those moments mm. where he kind of like is talking to himself or is almost having this inner dialogue, I could really feel it like in your, in your temperament. Mm. And because you were able to be like so almost like so poised and quiet for a lot of the dialogue, a lot of those scenes where like you ramped up your voice and like you got angry, like it always, it always hit like a wave of thunder. Like when they find out at the end of week two that, uh, spoiler by the way, spoiler, when they find out at the end of week two that Shoka betrayed the party and then, like, Rindo just kind of, like, yells at her. It always chills my bone, dude. So, mm. you know, you, you really put your all into that performance. Um, mm. it, it couldn't have been easy for you. But what, what were some of your favorite moments of that game? And what were some of your favorite scenes to record? I, I mean, also, just to, the first thing you said, imagine uh, the same way. I, I, I remember playing the first game when I was in... Uh, I think it was either high school or middle school. I can't remember which it was, but I remember someone telling me about it, and I thoroughly enjoyed and loved that game. I thought Neku was one of like the most relatable characters that yeah. I've experienced in my life. And when I got involved in this game, imagine my... I didn't know what my even character was. They told me in the session that I was playing the main character, and I literally almost died. <laughs> I almost had a heart attack. Imagine my and and the weight of the world, the weight of the world yeah. just was upon me to be like, you are the next. You're taking upon the banner right now of this game that impacted you. I had to like so quickly just gather myself to go down this journey, and every moment I thoroughly enjoy. I I it it'll, it I look upon those those days recording that driving to to the studio every day listening to the world ends with you soundtrack kingdom hearts soundtrack final fantasy music i was just it's such a 
it's such a unique experience because I was doing it alone in a way and we didn't have like, you know, you're, you're so isolated during COVID and it was like some of the best therapy in my life. And, and, I've, and I got to experience that game in a way nobody else will. Mm-hmm. And I got, it was like a surreal moment as a fan to, to go, like, to be, like, to truly be the main, like, to bring this whole interview full circle, to be the main character of this story and to actually give, like, voice to that, to that character going through something that I re- related to for sure. And even though my personality, I think, on, on face value seems more like Fret, and that's the character I thought I would play. That part of Rindo is in me, and I tried to bring as much of that as I could to uh, the performance, and truly trying to speak to the to the character that doesn't want to is is forced at times to speak up and to be the hero and to be the voice of reason and to speak no evil, you know, to to mm-hmm. to, to 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 really be there for your friends and 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 love the people around you and be disappointed when. Spoilers, there's betrayal or presumed betrayal or um, to lose your friends. Like, I get emotional. I'm getting emotional right now just thinking about it. It affected me so hard, and I wanted to pour my heart and soul into that character, into that performance, into every day. I showed up to set, like, it was like an, I was like LeBron James. When I showed up into that studio, like, the world, the world shut off for me. Like, there was literally, there was nothing else. Um, and I just really wanted that to come across that this was a real person. You know, you're, you're, you're finding out the information day of a lot of stuff is cold read and you're just, you're learning the line as you say it. And it was just like, I was performing at the highest level. Really? Like a cold read? Like you did, wait, did, uh, maybe I misunderstood that term. Did did you have like a script that you could review before going to the studio or they kind of just give you those lines as you went Mm. in? Sorry, the internet connection is unstable. Uh, we're good. We're, we're good. good. Okay. I guess okay, I was just yeah. asking, did um did they so did you have a script that you could review at home or do they just give you no. those lines? Wow. You you show up there, yeah. It's like wow. I remember one day we were in doing an emotional scene. You can guess it was like the height of the emotional scene. Mm-hmm. And we've were like one of the emotional scenes, but there's one that stands out. I don't mm-hmm. know, spoiler alert. It was like the one with the Shoka at the end and everything and, and the the world crumbling around him. And mm-hmm. we like we had to stop recording like midway through that and I was so pissed I was like I'm here my body is here I'm in this moment and we have to now stop because there's very and I'm, I'm grateful of it but mm-hmm. I was like I, I was like I wanted to finish it so bad mm-hmm. and uh, then I had to do it again and, and we got there but like I, there was so many great parts of that game it, countless when beat shows up that was like just like those so moments hyped, so, dude. So, so I jumped out of my chair dude it was so good and like I got to experience that like as I'm reading it, and, and you know before playing the game, and I literally took my headphones off. I was like, "What?" <laughs> you know, I was like, "Because oh, you know they, I didn't know any of the spoilers until, right. and like we, we didn't have like images until we were recording the cutscenes." But um, uh, you know, so I'm like in real time, I'm watching Beat take off his uh uh mask, and uh, and I'm like. <gasps> I'm like, wait, I'm like, I'm like, guys, is Neku in this game? I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, well, you know, we'll find out, you know, we'll, we'll get there. And I'm like, even better, I can experience wow, it. Wow, wow. So you really, that's, honestly, that's so smart of them too. Because I feel like that really helped you get into Rindo. Wouldn't you agree that like, you didn't, you never knew more than he did. Like in real time, it seems. To a degree. To, to a degree. Certain, par- certain parts, I needed to understand things because it, like things would not make sense. And we would jump out of order sometimes. Okay. So I had to like really uh, digest. Like I remember when um, like, uh, um, 
uh, it wasn't the Joshua stuff. The has stuff happened. I'm like, is this Joshua or is this not Joshua? And I mean, I knew all the stuff anyway, but I'm, I'm like, can you guys just explain to me who this is? Because it's really confusing me, the person who knows all this information. I'm like, can you just give me a little bit more? Like, it doesn't really matter to Rindo, but it's confusing me right now, and it's getting in the way of my performance. This is a Paul problem. Rindo's yeah, I... fine. This is a Paul problem. <laughs> so, like, you know, that was, but it was great to be blind to certain things, and uh, th- those internal moments, too, were, were some of my favorites to to perform, because those were ha- the the most... The most truthful, and this is an actory thing, but for anybody who cares and or is interested, like the most compelling performances is when you are saying the lines as if you're saying them the first time, or what you're doing, you're actually doing it. So to truthfully have that conversation with yourself is often a hard thing to do. To read lines and actually have those thoughts as you're having them, you know, to mm-hmm. and to give it in a varying different ways. So to kind of put these pieces together, okay, so like, so this happened, and then then this happened. And then this person betrayed me, and now we have to do this, and we have to do this, and we have to do this. Like, why would they do that? Like, to have those moments happening was was so fulfilling as a an emotionally damaged human being who happens to be an actor. You know, it's like it was just really fun there, to play around. Is there with. ever an actor that isn't an emotionally damaged human being? You know, we we this is this is our therapy. Acting is our therapy. You know, it's it's great, and and to be a part of stories that change people's lives and hopefully have a, an impact on people. That was how it was for me growing up, and it's the thing that brings the biggest smile to my face. And and meeting people like at conventions or who DM me or send me like make art, like it just it, it fills my heart so much because. Excuse me. I'm also crying, but I also almost choked. But like, it fills my heart to know that there's people that are such fans of, uh, or enjoyed the performances, or enjoyed the game, because that was me. I was that kid. All the, you know, I was going to every convention. I was playing every game, and all these stories shaped me who I was. If I had a bad day at school, I'd go home and play these games, and I was so excited to find out what's going to happen in the next arc of the story or whatever it might be. So to be kind of the, the the center figure of that and to be a part of a series that was so beloved by so many and had a, such a high standard it is uh, it's just truly an honor to to have been a part of it does it make does it make you feel like you're almost like giving back to gaming like in a way when when you bring all that up like you're almost like this is your way to pay back for all those times you were a kid and you needed a little escapism or you needed a hero to look up to and now you're kind of filling those shoes and you're doing that for somebody else like do you see that as like your way of giving back I, I mean whether I see I, I don't really see it that way because I, I I that is a byproduct of what is happening it is it is it is uh, a, a, a real gift but it's something that I would do um Anyway, because I love the game so much, I don't think of it as like, I'm doing this for, that's a byproduct of it. I love this game so much, it must be of the highest caliber for me. Mm. It must be, you know, like that. that's mm-hmm. like, I am a fan and I want this to be as good as possible. And I also do want people out there who are... Um, I don't, I, I, just like me, I don't want anybody else to have uh, a bad experience, and I want them to fall in love with these characters and fall in love with this story. And I, it is, it is my responsibility, being somebody who takes upon these roles, to be a a patron to the to the fans and the fandom. And um, I love, I love that, and I, I, I just want to always be there. Uh, for the people who have me. So, you know, we get to work as actors because people enjoy our performances. They sign off on our, our being a part of games and they, you know, the more that social media becomes important, the more that people look into that for hiring people. And mm-hmm. the fact that 
people enjoy my performance and they they rely on us to to put our all in there i don't want to let people down i you know i it, it's as much as it is for the other people it's for the little me it's for the young paul who was playing that game and uh it if i would have known i'd be doing this when i was a little kid i would have never i never would have believed it if you'd have told me i'm doing half of the things i'm doing i'd be like no fucking way <laughs> is there any part of you that wants to tap on that kid's shoulder the the younger you who's playing world ends with you on the ds like after school one day is there any part of you that just wants to tap on his shoulder and you know and just like let him know like that he has no idea he would die so i, I don't <laughs> think he, he would literally have a heart attack if don't, I was like, don't mess with the time continuum just leave it yeah, alone okay I, I, if i was like dude i'm 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 from the future. I'm showing you the video. I took a video of you. This is you in the studio getting to do this. I think I might have a heart attack. It's yeah. so it's so crazy because I, I came from nothing really in a way. Like my family didn't have money. I had no connections in this industry. And I really worked my ass off um, to become a good actor. And now I'm just I'm very fortunate to be in the position to, to like have these opportunities come to me. And I don't take that for granted. And Every opportunity I get to work, my I have such a huge smile on my face, and I'm um, I I will never ever like, uh, I'll never slack off. I will always show up and and give it my all, even for the things that may not be the most interesting to me. I it's because what might not be the most exciting video game or anime or or TV show or whatever for me, it might be for somebody else, and that's the that's the actor and, and the love of the craft for me. Well, I, I can tell you, like at least as far as Neo goes, man, um, you could feel you could feel your love and passion in your performance. I don't think I don't think anybody would question that. Um, <laughs> like seriously, um, oh. God, I forgot what I was gonna say. But at the end of the day, dude, like your your passion and love for what you do shows, and the fact that you care so much, like you said, it's not. <sighs> It's not even like that you're doing it for you in a selfish way. You're doing it because yeah. you take pride in what it is you do. And you know that your performance, whether it be a small one, a big one, it, it's going to affect somebody else's experience. And I think you look, you seem to look very fondly on your younger days of gaming. And you seem to almost keep that young, and you let me know, but like, it, it seems like you almost keep that guy in mind when you're in this booth. You know, you think oh, of that young you who loved the video game so much, you know? He's with me every day. I mean, I'm still yeah. that kid. I'm still that kid playing the video games. I just have bills to pay now. So, unfortunately, <laughs> I have to be a little bit more responsible. But, I, I like, that version of me, it's like my it's like my avatar. It's like my JoJo's. It's like my stand, dude. It's like mm -hmm. he, he, that kid is still in me and, and drives me for everything I do. It's the foundation of who I am today. Um, I always try to be a person who's spreading positivity, keeping a smile on my face, having fun, having a good time. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just, I, I love it. I'm, I'm just, I, I'm a lot, I know a lot of people aren't a fans of, of, of the animes and the video games that they work on and that's fine because they do phenomenal jobs and they're great mm -hmm. at what they do. But for me, it's so much more personal. It's so personal. It's so fucking personal. And I think, and, I think that elevates you. I, I really do. I really do. Cause you know, it's not just the. The acting that you love, you love what you're acting in. I feel like that just brings you to a whole other level of motivation, you know? Yeah, from time to time. I mean, when I'm when I'm doing uh, commercials for grocery stores, I mean, I'm certainly not having the fun that I'm having when I'm recording Neo. But I try. <laughs> I try to find the fun. Hey, listen, in it. listen. That commercial may not mean anything to you, but there's someone out there 
There's a little old lady who's on her way to fucking Ralph's right now going, I can't wait to go buy my produce. And that's, yeah, like, yeah, who knows, man? It's it's all fun. It's all a blessing to be a part of anything and be in this industry and, and doing this stuff. And um, I hope to keep being able to do it. Yeah, I mean, look, the more the more people there are like you who have a genuine love and passion for these works and these crafts, the better. Because again, like I said, it, it, it shined through in your performance. Um, I, I, I did, oh, that's right, I did want to tell you this. You, like, I'll cry during video games. You, you got me very, very close. <laughs> I, I won't say the context, but it was the line, I just wanted to play with you. And oh, bro, it yeah. just like, had to like swallow, you know when you have to like swallow the tears back down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it, was, it was just one of those moments. Um, but... Yeah, it's a beautiful, you know, again, spoilers, but that, you know, it's such a real experience for people right now and for kids, like, making friends on the internet. It's so, it's so real, mm-hmm. and I don't think many people who who aren't playing video games and of this age right now where it's, that that is the reality of how we build friendships or especially in a pandemic when a lot of people are making, you know, in, in discord communities or through Twitch, whatever it might be, these are the way you're making friendships. And to, to think about the ups and downs that happen digitally um, or virtually, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to, to understand. And I, I've made a lot of friends through playing video games that you lose along the way, or you hope you stay in contact with some I've had for this long. And they've been some of the most real passionate uh, friendships I've ever had in my life. And, um, you know, Rindo and Shoka, it's, it's just really beautiful to see these two people that it's like through all of this madness, the whole there's there's a subplot happening this entire fucking game you know like it's 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 just so crazy to have them two things happen parallel uh at the same time it was beautiful speaking of that subplot when did they let you know who swallow was oh gosh i can't remember actually it might have been um i don't think it was until like a little later on but it might we might have recorded things out of order but i definitely remember being surprised i don't think it was at that scene like that he finds out but it was it was later after we'd already gone through some things and i'm like i was like oh shit that (laughs) is a good one i'm like damn i was like what the fuck all my guesses were completely wrong yeah i thought I, i had it pegged when when uh when when Beat showed up, that was definitely. I mean, when, well, when uh spoiler alert again, when Rhyme showed up, I was like, okay, all the freaking. I was like, we're taking him. Anything is possible right now. And mm-hmm. then it was just a, a great homage to the to the first game and to bring all these new characters in as well. Uh, it, for anybody who has played the first game, it's like I really feel like this had everything you could have asked for in a in a sequel. In so many ways, it was like it was a perfect sequel. At least, at least for someone like me, I um. So I did not know anything about World Ends with You until I played Dream Drop Distance, and I was sure. like, "Who are they? Yeah. What what is that?" Um, and I didn't even get around to playing it until a few years ago when Final Remix came to the Switch, and I had a pretty good time playing it. I, I feel like it probably played a lot better on the DS with the dual screen and the stylus. Um, but I felt like everything in that first game was like a 10 out of 10, except for the gameplay. Like soundtrack, 10 mm. out of 10. Plot, 10 out of 10. Characters, 10 out of 10. Uh, all of it. But then the gameplay, for me, was like a 6. Yeah, but then yeah, we yeah. get to Neo. And here's like my mark, if I know I love an RPG. If you can make grinding seamless and fun. 
Like, there were just times I completely bailed on the campaign because I was like, I actually just want to run around and fight all the noise. Like, right. that's, that's all I would do for like two hours straight because it was just so much fun. So it kind of just, it took, in my opinion, the weak point of the first game and just made it such a strong suit in the second game. And as someone who adored the soundtrack in the first game, I can't believe they made a, at least in my opinion, a better soundtrack in part two. I was wow. amazed. I thought there was no upstaging part one soundtrack. Yeah, they, they, I mean, obviously they, they build upon what was already a fantastic uh, a soundtrack and style of music in a game, and it's definitely a standout. I was, I couldn't believe it didn't win soundtrack of the year at uh, the Game Awards. I was like, what? Not even a freaking nomination? Me, listen, you do no. not, you do not want to get me started? Yeah, let's, we, we, we you know, um, trust me, I'm there with you. And uh, <laughs> it was, but it, the, the, the gameplay on the stylus, it's definitely a really, really cool experience that's different to, to Final Remix. And mm -hmm. uh, it, there is a way to play it with your mouse on a, a keyboard that I have. Uh, I, really? I, I did, and I was doing that on a couple of my streams. And I, and I think that that is actually a really good experience, using your mouse as the pointer. I think it's so dope. Um, it's not conventional, but you can do it. It is so worth trying, I though. I feel like it could work, yeah. It's, it's, I'm telling you, I really enjoyed it. It becomes like a shooter in a way, almost. Like, you know? Yeah, because uh, like, yeah, now you're point and click. And you're slashing, you know what I mean? Like, the, it, it just, it's just really cool. Uh, oh, yeah. I feel like... Ah, you know, now it's starting to click how the mouse would work. Yeah, it's actually, ah. I think it's like the way it should have been intended to be played, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Even over the stylus, because the screen was, you know, so small. You got a huge monitor, and it's like, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, that's the way to play that game. If they ever, listen, if anybody's listening, uh, you need to remake uh, Final Remix one more time. Final, 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 final Remix, and then do it with a mouse. But uh, yeah, Neo is so much fun. The gameplay is so cool. I love that they keep innovating in everything they do. They do. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm doing my first playthrough now. I just got five party members in my party, and I could be controlling five different buttons at the same I time. Know, it's I so much know, fun. It's so I much know. fun. Like, uh, and that game does such a good job where it's like they'll get you used to four party members. They'll be like, oh, now you're going to do a couple days with three. And you're like, but but I miss pressing X. That I know. X was a good time. Why did you do this? And then the fact that like – and then they just load five onto you. It's just – it never – it just never stopped. It almost felt like – have you ever seen the anime Gurren Lagann? Oh, yeah, sure. So you know how, like, the whole concept is, like, the drill that will pierce the heavens? It just kept going and going and going. I, I kind of got that same feel. Like, we just kept spiraling upwards in, yeah. in, in the plot, in the gameplay. Like, so much of it. I was so delighted by I was so delighted by the game because it's a game uh -huh. I never thought. It's a series I never thought would come back, you know? You're telling me. You're telling me. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, you actually waited. Uh, I know. What was it? How long between the original 14 release? 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. yeah. For everyone who complained about Kingdom Hearts 3, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you've been gifted with the fact that Kingdom Hearts 4 looks, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I mean, they're, they're, it's a way smaller gap than, than Kingdom Hearts 3 and, and 2 was. And I think that's such a smart idea because I think even though, like, you know, the subtitle games, the ones in between two and three, like, that they're main games. Like, I, I feel like the words get tricky because, like, oh, those are spinoffs. I think spinoff yeah. is, like, the worst term you could use. Um, but, like, they were main games. But I do think if they're smart, they'll, they'll, they'll keep less time between the numbered titles. You yeah, know? it's I know it's hard because they're 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 constantly uh, pushing the bar further, and I mean from a the Unreal Five engine in this game is going to be I can't even imagine what it's going to going to be like, and I'm it so looks excited remarkable. for it. It looks I know. remarkable. I'm really excited. You happy about Reaction Commands coming back? 
Oh heck yeah! I'm like they're they're doing everything right. I think Nomura cares about the fans and and this mm-hmm. series so much, and it's it's just fantastic. We've been gifted with like a once in a lifetime series to be a part of in this age and to like grow with it. Like for me to be able to grow with this series has been such a treat. It's 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 and I guess that's why I think I don't know about you. Anytime I see the characters age up, it makes me happy because now I kind of yeah. feel like I'm I'm. I've always been on the ride with them, but they're aging a lot slower than I am. Um, <laughs> I like to think I'm aging the same way. I feel like they have the same uh, age as me, at least. From I don't know. Are you a sm- are you a smaller shoe size than you were ten years ago? Oh well, that's definitely something to. Oh, actually, you know what? I, maybe I am because at one point I remember I was like a certain f- foot size, and then I was like, wait a second, maybe I'm not that foot size, and then I had to like start getting smaller shoes. But you know, brands. Who knows? Maybe there's a, a propaganda with with shoe companies trying to make people have smaller feet size and save my. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, listen, man, I, I'm not, not wearing the same shoe size myself actually, so that's crazy with certain brands. Oh, there you go. I, uh, I I I'm similar. For the longest time, I thought I was like a twelve. And then just one day, I was just like, wait, no, there's like a whole other toe's worth of room between my toe and the end of the shoe. Yeah. Why, why did anyone ever put me in a 12? But uh, <laughs> go- goofy big sneakers aside, uh, we're, we're coming up on an hour and a half here. How are you doing Great. on time? Uh, yeah, I should probably get to work here. I have a plethora of uh, uh, auditions to do before tomorrow, which is fun and also exciting. And that's uh, the true part of the, the of the career is is sitting in your room by yourself and, and screaming into a microphone. So I'm happy to do it no matter what time of day it is. That's a that's a beautiful thing, man. You you're definitely seem to be working in the fields that not only suits you, but one you can thrive in. Uh, I've gone ahead and I've dropped Paul's Twitch and YouTube links into both the Twitch and YouTube chat. Please give this man a follow. He's got a podcast of himself of his own. So yes. you know, if you're here, you clearly love podcasts because I'm not the one bringing you in. So if you like <laughs> podcasts, he's got one of his own. You, you're Twitch streaming. You, you're a very busy and hardworking man, and I, I love that. I think that's good energy. I think I think the hustle is good. And dude. I'll just say it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Is there anything oh. else you would like to say before we wrap this up? Oh, no. The pleasure is mine. Yeah, check out the podcast. If you like uh, voice actors and, and video games and all that stuff, I try to have people on in an educational format to to teach you something about the process. So if you are interested in a career in, in uh, being a voice actor or uh, being a director or a casting director or an agent or whatever it might be, anything related to the nerdy facets of the entertainment industry, we're trying to have guests on with so uh, maybe you'll learn something maybe you'll have fun maybe you'll laugh uh, yeah check it out points of experience is what it's called there you go I will say uh, you absolutely delighted uh, the, the live chat um, oh, as uh, PB, PB and Jill here says you've got a bunch of new fans Paul Andy Bruce is awesome podcast backstory <laughs> Brent says you're on the grind so you know do it again I can't thank you enough for coming out um, it's again I, I could I'm, I'd just be repeating myself, but it's been a real pleasure talking to you. We uh, are we're gonna wrap it up here and let you get back to the busy life. Um, if you're watching on Twitch, please stick around for the raid. Uh, we're gonna raid my buddy Jashish. Paul, again, I can't thank you enough. Thanks for coming on. I wish you the best of luck and uh, dude, keep keep at it, man. I will. Thank you so much for having me, Nick. This was a real fun and a pleasure, and uh, I'm glad to have a chat anytime about the the amazing. Uh, things like the legend of zelda and awesome video games this is a real fun one to have and uh to all you out there who said kind words i really do appreciate it uh, it uh, it warms my heart 
Dude, again, we can't thank you enough, but hey, we couldn't do this without all of you who watch and listen. So thank you for showing up, tuning in, turning out. And with that, let's close it out. Bye, everyone.